Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. In our prior post, we explored the notion of spiritual connection, noting that such a connection can be soul deep. We cited the central role of spiritual connection in some ancient spiritual practices, such as Tantra. We noted that such profound connections take us out of our normal daily space, and that they do so by creating a sacred space in which partners can slow down and be fully present with one another. In this post, we'll look at the challenges posed by trying to fit intimacy into daily life, in which neither free time nor personal presence are a given. As we'll see, though, Mastering that juggling act is essential to our giving intimacy the central role that it deserves in our life. Modern life is a welter of distractions, with products and services vying for our attention, people and organizations laying demands on us, and our plate being constantly overflowing with things we'd like to get done. To this, we can add the reality that personal reflection isn't a highly valued personal attribute in our society. Instead, we are taught to gauge our progress by accomplishments and by how busy and productive we can keep ourselves. This sort of living environment has its consequences. One of them is the perennial stress that we all experience. Another is a focus on personal performance and public visibility, as gauged by others, rather than on a sense of personal satisfaction and life mission. The spirit of go-go-go makes it hard for us to pause, take a breath, and recharge our batteries. As we've discussed in prior posts, intimacy, that is, deep human connections in which we're known and appreciated and have an opportunity to deeply know our partners, is an essential part of our nature as social beings. How can we keep intimacy in our lives so that we can stay healthy and feel fulfilled? We humans need intimacy throughout all stages of our lives. As children, we need the reassurance and nurturing of intimate connections with our parents, siblings, and other close family. As adolescents and young adults, we transition our intimate focus to our close friends and lovers. In our possible ensuing deep or committed adult relationships, we put even more emphasis on intimate connection with our precious partners. Those intimate connections can last a lifetime. Let's consider the challenges and some of the possible solutions to maintaining intimacy in each phase of life. In childhood, our home environment provides the training wheels through which we learn to create and participate in intimacy. In An Astute Observation, Dr. Richard A. Swenson notes that hurry and intimacy are two entirely different things. What our children will remember most about their childhood when they grow older are two things how much love was in the home, and how much time you spent with them. As children, receiving a parent's interest and acceptance builds our sense of security and personal worth, and it teaches us how to share those same gifts with those we love later in life. Parents can bolster this security and self-worth by taking an interest in their children's lives and activities, that is, by giving time to their kids. Of course, giving time does not mean micromanaging or otherwise controlling one's children. It just means being present in a positive, validating, and supportive way. It also means showing our kids that they're important to us by accommodating their needs in our busy schedule. We can also be powerfully intimate with our children by using direct and welcoming eye contact and body language with them. In so doing, we teach them how to fully participate in their own future intimate connections. 
Adolescence is a time during which children start to invite other non-family people into their lives. Attention starts to shift from family members and on to friends, a process that can produce lifelong friendships. Everything learned about intimacy during childhood finds relevance during adolescence. Trust and loyalty develop between friends, providing a template for adult intimate relationships. Adolescents start to practice self-disclosure, emotional closeness, respect, and the balance between individuality and conformity with social norms and expectations. It's a complicated time. Through their intimate friendships, adolescents learn mutual empathy, love, affection, and the trust that comes from mutual security. That enables the adolescents to discuss important sensitive topics, such as their budding sexuality. They explore the boundaries between themselves as individuals and those of their friends. They also explore when and how to make commitments to one another. All of this learning and practice provides a foundation for mature adult intimate relationships. Our purpose in revisiting the nature of intimacy in earlier stages of life is to highlight some of the things that are important to our adult intimate connections. As we've just noted, intimacy requires a balance between our personal desires and boundaries as individuals with those of our partners. Achieving that balance requires that we approach our partners in a particular way, with respect, openness, honesty, and caring that's born of empathy and affection. It also requires that we communicate with our partners in a particular way, respectfully, honestly, clearly, and from a base of personal openness that reflects our vulnerability. Assuming that we've come to value intimacy as adults, and that we've learned how to participate in it, there's still the question of how to make intimacy a regular part of our lives. As is reflected in our musings about living life in the fast lane, giving intimacy its place in our life can be challenging. To accomplish this, we need to consider three separate things. What forms intimacy takes for us, how we choose to manage our intimacy, and how we choose to express our intimacy. Let's consider each of these. Being intimate with another person means different things to different people. Sorting that out needs to be done within each coupled relationship to ensure that both partners get what they're desiring. As we've discussed in prior posts, intimacy exists on the plane of emotions, though it's usually accompanied by physical, sensual, or sexual expression. Such expression can take many forms. It certainly doesn't always take, or need to take, the form of genital penetration. With our busy lives, it isn't always easy to allot big blocks of quality time to unhurried, full-on intercourse. It may be easier to find time for a quickie, or for a brief but enjoyable sensual massage, such as a foot or hand massage, or for an exchange of tender and caring touches in the kitchen. All of those tell one's partner that they're cared for and thought about, not taken for granted. Such smaller shows of intimacy put emotional money in the intimacy account, it's important to be imaginative in embracing the full range of possible forms that sensuality and sexuality can take. It's also important to communicate that both partners value intimacy and to share what forms of intimacy are most appreciated. It may seem strange to think of having to actively manage how intimacy plays out in our life. After all, doesn't intimacy just happen? The short answer is that it doesn't. We have to make room for it in our lives. That means according it the high priority that it deserves, so that intimacy doesn't find itself displaced by the flood of other demands we face. If we truly value intimacy, we'll make room for it, which in some cases may mean actually scheduling time for intimate sharing with our partners. 
doing so underscores that we value intimacy enough to allot and defend time to enjoy it. That may seem unromantic on the surface, but it's a tangible confirmation of the value we put on intimacy and on time with our partners. Managing our intimacy also requires that we make our partner aware of our desire for shared intimate time. We can, of course, do so through body language or other indirect communication, but making direct statements of desire confirms our trust in our partner to receive such requests openly and kindly, and it underscores our interest in them. While the response may occasionally be, not now, a caring partner, who also values intimacy, will take steps to find another opportunity that may work better. If we truly desire to be intimate with someone, we need to ensure that the demands of life don't intrude into our shared time. That is, we need to be fully present with that person. Presence requires that we eliminate distractions, such as ringing cell phones or clamoring children or work-related distractions. This is where our scheduling high-quality private time comes in. This is also an opportunity to exercise our creativity and our romantic inspiration by creating circumstances that encourage intimacy. We might book a comfortable hotel room in a soulful location, with candlelight, a cheery fireplace, and a pampering massage. Such a space allows partners to relax into connection with one another, temporarily away from worries and other distractions. It's sometimes difficult to arrange such sabbaticals from daily life. We all experience those oh-rats moments when something unexpected but important comes up and demands our response. In such cases, it's best to accept reality and cheerfully work together to replan for the next intimate opportunity. That provides a chance to reinforce intimacy through teamwork and to rebuild anticipation by focusing on a potentially even better opportunity down the road. A determination to prioritize intimacy will not be denied. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors website at twoopendoors.com and the Two Open Doors private Facebook group. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.